Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Optimize podcast. Our goal is to connect children's and family ministry leaders with innovative strategies, systems, and ideas to help you thrive in God's call on your life. I hope today's content is a blessing to you, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will divinely empower you to do mighty works in your church and community. What's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for tuning in to uh, the Optimize Fall Master Series. Uh, we've got Pastor Randy Helms here with, with us today. He is going to be talking to us uh, for the next few minutes on uh, making the greatest impact where we are. Randy, how's it going tonight, man? Dude, it is going so good. So good, Matt. I've uh, been enjoying a day or so without our kiddos. We are right here at fall break. And so okay. kids are out of school. My wife is off of work. She's a teacher. So we sent the kids over to my parents' house for a few days and uh, just enjoying some just us time hanging out and, you know, doing stuff around the house, cleaning up a little bit. Yeah. All that fun stuff you do as an adult. Good for you guys. So, some adulting going on. That's right. It has to happen sometimes. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really wanted to kind of take a look because just kind of uh, you know, pull the curtain back on uh, how who I am and how I am um, for for those that are watching this. You have no idea who this guy is. Um, I uh, typically am just I'm a very open book when it comes to what's going on in my life, and um, it's a part of my character that uh, I think sometimes is good, and then sometimes I think it also. Um, it is, is not so good. And in fact, I'll share some of that tonight. Um, it's the fact that you very rarely, uh, walk away from, from spending any moments around me where you, you wonder, man, I wonder what Randy's thinking. I don't think that ever really happens. And Matt, you can attest to that. Um, I'm usually pretty open about my thoughts and opinions and, um, yeah, but, I love I love that about you though. <laughs> well, and I appreciate that. And honestly, I appreciate that about when I, when I meet other people. That are that way. I think that uh, man, we're just you know. I don't. There, there's a there's a there's there's a there's tact definitely that is in, that is important. And I think as as I grow in uh, in just life, I'm 39 years old. I'll be 40 in January. And um, as I grow just in life and in learning how to be a better uh, Christ follower and a better kids pastor and a better husband and a better father, then I'm definitely learning the importance of tact. Um, but I also, if I were to be honest, think that, uh, sometimes, uh, in order to try to, um, create an image, we sometimes hold back on things that we should be a little bit more open about. And, and there's a whole, I mean, you can get into a whole different podcast about, about that. Um, but I just feel like that, you know, for me, I have a lot more respect for somebody when that that I feel like that you're not holding anything back from me. If I feel like that there's something you're not telling me, then I'm always going to to question, you know, the motives and everything behind conversation. So that's just who I am. So I'm a very open person. I'm a very uh, you know outspoken person from time to time. And as I said, it sometimes can uh, have a negative effect, but then most of the time it's just, it's just how it is. So what I wanted to kind of focus on tonight in, um, in this is really kind of comes from that perspective and, and is coming from a place um, when I get an opportunity to speak 
on things like this, then I'm usually going to be speaking from something, maybe a season that I've just come out of or a season that I'm in. And because, you know, that's just, we're, that's how it works, right? I can, I can really speak to that because I'm going through it. Um, so my, my main thought for tonight is I wanted to share something that I would hope that somebody out there is also going through this or has gone through this. And hopefully by hearing this would go, gosh, yes, that's it, man. I've been thinking the same thing or I've been struggling with the same thing. And, you know, thank you, Jesus, that you allowed me to see this and hear this so that I can, you know, address my situation and whatever that looks like. Because we're all, uh, we're all in this thing together and we're all, you know, we're all fighting for uh, children and for families. And, and that's what we do, man. That's what we've all, that's what we committed to. That's what we signed up for, right? And, but through that, you're going to face moments. You're going to face challenges. You're going to face situations that, uh, that are just not easy, but that's how we grow. And and that's how we become stronger in our faith. That's how we become better leaders and better uh, disciples. You know, how about that's a word we don't use too much in the in the church world anymore. How about I'd rather be a great disciple before I'm a great leader. I better be a great disciple before I'm a great leader. And uh, and so honestly, the season that I have recently gone through, and and I don't want to say I'm out of it, but I am in a place where. Um, where I'm able to see things a little clearly and, and just kind of breathe, uh, as you and I were just discussing, that this season has helped me to be a better disciple. And ultimately, I will be a better leader. But right now, I'm a better follower of Jesus Christ because of the season that I just went through. So when I was, when I shared with you, you know, man, let me talk about how to be most effective in our current ministry area, where that was coming from. And honestly, when you, when, when you were putting the, the schedule together, um, and, and I shared my my thoughts. I was right in the middle of it, man. I was right in the middle of this season. It was not very easy, and uh, and so it was just where I was. And so now that I'm a few months down the road, I'm able to kind of go, okay, man. I can see why that happened. I can see my part in that and why this played out the way it did. And now I'm able to take that and and learn from it. So. Yeah, man. So uh, I tell you what, if it's cool with you, before we uh, really dive into this, I want to pray and uh, kind of open your prayer. And, and whoever is watching this or listening to this, then just pray along with us. And uh, we just want to lift uh, lift this time up. So, Father, God, thank you for uh, God for allowing us to do this. Thank you, God, for allowing us to do what we do, and that we get to call this uh, call ministry. Uh, most of us get to call it a, a job. Uh, really, we're all are called to it in that form. Uh, and I know that. We all represent different uh, opportunities and different uh, scenarios of full-time and time and bivocational and all those things. But God, at the end of the day, you've called us all to fight for families. And God, I thank you that I get to be a part of that. And thank you, Lord, for Matt, for the work that he's doing and building this uh, optimized uh, uh, coaching and how, God, you're going to use this to equip uh, more and more people that are doing what you've called them to do. So, Father, we love you. We worship you. Be with this time, God. Speak to somebody through this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, just to kind of give a little bit of a background, uh, and then I want to dive off, to, off into some scripture and then follow it up with where I've kind of come uh, in all of this. So, um, you know, my background in ministry is, uh, you know, I was, uh, I, I stepped into ministry full time. I use quotation marks. Uh, because we've been serving in ministry for, uh, gosh, what, almost 
I guess what, 17, 18 years now in some form or fashion uh, in, in, in leadership roles, but volunteering as youth pastor, worship pastor, or whatever. But back in 2013, I was able to step into full-time ministry. I went on staff at a church. We moved from Alabama, which is where I'm from originally, to Texas and spent four years in Texas and learned a whole lot about uh, ministry and life and just all of those things. And then um, in 2017, God opened the door for us to move back to the Southeast and uh, came on staff at a church here in Stone Mountain. Uh, we're now in two locations, by the way. We've just started a new campus in Grayson, uh, which is really exciting. And so the church I'm on staff at is Mountain West Church and uh, just came on staff back in 2017 as the children's pastor. And at the time, the church was in a situation where they had not had a children's pastor for about a year. And it was a situation where somebody really needed to come in and breathe life into their children's ministry. And so I came in um, and took on a ministry that was already existing. There were already teams there. People were already, the ministry was operating. There just was no one leading the vision uh, side of that. And so was able to do that. And we were, and we invested so much energy and time into that and was able to take the ministry and for the most part, turn it around to where it became something that kids and families wanted to come back to. And that was our, that was our thing there for a while. We really wanted to push in on that. Well, about a year into me being on staff, my pastor asked me to step into the role of family pastor and oversee all of next gen students, kids, everything, um, which I did, of course, uh, excitedly and willingly. Um, the only uh, thing on that is we were not able to backfill my role any. And so I still was having to spend a lot of time focusing on kids ministry while trying to lead uh, our student pastor and all of the things that, were, that was there and leading the student ministry. So needless to say, it was for a long time, it was just a lot of, you know, me kind of this, this season of, uh, you know, I, I could never really could give every, give anything my full attention. And, um, and through that process was a learning experience for me. I really learned a lot about my leadership um, and some deficiencies that I had through that process and uh, just realized that and there was a lot of growth left for me. And so um, through that process was able, was also invited to be a part of our leadership team at our church um, that we call our L10 team. It's basically an executive level team. And it's, you know, the department heads that we meet, uh, we met once a week and then we do quarterly offsites and all that. And, and man, our whole, the whole thing was, you know, we were, we were making the decisions that were determining the, direction of our church. And I really enjoyed uh, being a part of that because I was able to speak into that area of ministry or speak into the church. Uh, but in the midst of all of that, I was still leading. I'm not just leading a department. I'm leading a smaller portion of that ministry, of that department as well. And, and it was a lot. It was just a lot. And um, as I shared just a few minutes ago, I'm a very outspoken person and I tend to, uh, I don't have a problem saying, you know, sharing what I think. And so the way that I handled myself in some scenarios, um, along with my inability to lead the entire ministry well, uh, resulted in a conversation uh, between my pastor and me that uh, basically resulted in me stepping back into just kids ministry and stepping off of that leadership team. And, uh, and I will say that going through that process was not an easy process. Um, it was that letting go of the 
family ministry role was not nearly as uh, detrimental to me as it was coming off of that leadership team because I really, really enjoyed being a part of that. However, I knew that the way that I had handled myself and some things that I had said and the way that I'd said it in certain situations, it wasn't even what happened in that room, um, was what caused that to, to happen. You know, again, I'm very open and honest. I'm human, made some mistakes. And so, you know, my pastor felt like it was best for me to take a step back. Um, and I want to say that my pastor uh, loved me enough to be able to lead me through that well. And there was never a moment that I was um, upset with him. There was never a moment that I felt like that uh, he was making a big mistake or whatever. I just said, you know what? I, I trust you. And this is, this is where, where we need to be. This is where we need to be. So uh, just a few months ago, a couple months ago, I was able to I step back and just began focusing on our kids ministry. And so when you, uh, Matt reached out and we we're talking about the schedule coming up, I was in the middle of all of that, uh, when I threw that out there, but what I was learning, um, and what, what I had learned through this process was a phrase we've all heard it. It's, it's one of those, you know, pop, I don't know where it came from, who started or what, but it's this phrase that, uh, that I was kind of in my head. I began to hear it over and over again. It was just this stay in your lane, bro. Just stay in your lane. And uh, and so what I learned during that time was that I had to focus on the area of ministry that God had called me to. Um, and, and so I wanted to talk a little bit tonight just from the perspective of that when that we all have been called, whatever it is you do, whether it's you know kids ministry or student ministry or whatever it is you do in your church, whatever role you play in your church, um, in your ministry area. You have been called to that. God has been has given you the assignment of that area. Now, now He has not necessarily called you to uh, to be over another part. You're not over the worship ministry. You're not over the outreach ministry. You're not over the whatever, whatever. Uh, you are called. You're over whatever area of ministry God has called you. That is your assignment and. For me, really being reminded of that was a sobering moment because God had to um, take me through a, a season of uh, humility, and I had to learn, like, you know what, I, I don't have all the answers, uh, and so I've got to, and, and I've got to focus on this. But also, what I learned is that there's something really exciting and really cool about that. God has called me to that because, and here's why: because if God has called me to that, guess what? He hasn't called anybody else. To that. So if you're called to be the children's pastor, if you're called to be the worship pastor, if you're called to be the whatever it is, God has called you to that, not anybody else. And that's a really cool thought to think that God thinks enough of me that he has chosen me for this role that I'm in. That's exciting. So in the midst of that, I had to learn how not to try to fix everybody else's problems because I had to just focus on on mine. And so as I was kind of, you know, thinking through that, the scripture that uh, that I wanted to dive into a little bit tonight simply comes out of 1 Corinthians 12, 15 through 26. It's a little lengthy, lengthy but I want to read through it. Uh, we, again, we've all probably heard this in some former fashion, but, but it begins this in verse uh, 15, chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. It says, now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. 
it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And verse 21 says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I do not need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. I want you to kind of pay attention to that for just a moment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And I love that scripture. We've all read it or heard it in some form or fashion, but I love that because it really put into perspective where I've been over the last few months and the season that God has allowed me to walk through. Where I found myself was sitting in the assignment of children's pastor, but trying to fix problems by by telling everybody else how they needed to do their job better. Now, listen, I don't want to create an un uh, an untrue scenario. I was not a jerk. I was not walking around going, "Man, you stink at your job. You need to do better." That wasn't me. Okay. Um, however, what I did do was I, I I allowed my my thoughts and my um, and, and myself to be consumed by decisions that were being made that I had no uh, part in, okay? Uh, and that's very important that you, that you hear that because what happens a lot of times is it's really easy to be a backseat driver, okay? Really easy. It's really easy to sit back. How many of us have, uh, you sit at home, uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge college football fan, Okay. I love college football. Uh, I, I don't want to say my team because I now live in Georgia and, uh, and a lot of Georgia fans that listen to this thing. So I'll leave my team out of it. <coughs> Roll time. Um, I have a, my college football. Uh, I love it. I love college football, but here's the thing. Uh, I'm really not any good at football. I played one year in my entire life, my junior year. And I was so bad that I was second string junior varsity, my junior year. That's how bad at football I was. However, I can still at 39 years old, sit in my living room and watch the football game and, and, and make these, these calls. How can, how do you do that? I can't believe you made that call. Oh, somebody needs to fire the coach. I can't, you know, we all do it, right? We're all guilty of it because that's human nature for us is to look at what somebody else is doing and criticize their job performance rather than looking at ourselves and go, okay, but, but what about, what about us? Right. 
Well, sometimes if we're not careful, that creeps into our ministry roles as well. And I believe, I'll just be honest, because I'm speaking on behalf of of me in this, um, I believe that that actually comes from a sincere place most of the time. Um, I don't believe that most of us are um, are, uh, are, are doing this from a malicious place. I think that it comes from a place of sincerity because we all love our churches, right? We love um, our the organization that we're a part of, that we're plugged into. We love it. If we didn't love it, we probably wouldn't be there. I love our church, and I firmly believe with everything inside of me that the best days of Mountain West Church are ahead of us. Now, we're talking about a church that's been around for 60 years and has just in the last 12 years seen significant growth, and I believe that God is only getting started in Mountain West Church. And so for me and my perspective and the things that I found myself saying or sharing or whatever came from a place of that I was so excited about what God is doing in our church that I wanted to make sure that that we didn't mess that up, right? And I think if we were honest, that a lot of us feel that way. When you sit in your role, you lead in your ministry area, where it's kids ministry or whatever, it's really easy to um, to think, to look at other areas and think, you know, well, you're not doing this right, or I don't know if I would have made that decision, or if I was in charge, I would have whatever. It's easy to be that way, but the thing that we have to remember is what I said a second ago is that God hasn't called you to that. God has assigned you to your area, and I had to come to that place and and remember it. I had to learn to stay in my lane, stay in my lane, and that's really what it was was all about. And so for me, um, I have learned over over the last few months that the importance of making our area of ministry the absolute best, okay? And so I've taken on a new focus for me, and and I have um, to share with you that we've come out of a very busy season just a couple of weeks ago, and now that I'm able to breathe and actually work on the ministry instead of just working in the ministry— then I am now focused. I am sold out to doing anything and everything I can to make our children's ministry at Mountain West the best thing around. Why? Not not because I'm trying to compete with another church. Not because I'm trying to, um, you know, to do something so that I can, you know, get on social media or whatever. And go, ha ha! Look at our kids. It's not that. Because I'm doing it because that's what we're that's what we're called to do. That's what that's what God wants us to do. Um, we're not called to be mediocre, and so I want to come into this thing and I want to give it everything I've got. So I have now shifted my focus to where we are literally. We're like over the next few months, I'm going to overhaul our children's ministry because. As I shared earlier, when I first started, we were able to turn the ship a little bit and and bring it to a place where it needed to be. But that was that was only part of the journey. So now I'm tur- I'm devoting my attention to making our children's ministry the, the best around. Because when we when that happens, when we focus our attention on our area and we make our current area of ministry the most effective, well, guess what? It has a positive impact on the rest of the church. It has a positive impact on the rest of the organization. When we all catch that, when everybody catches that and says, man, I am, think about that all the way down to the leader on your team. Think about that all the way down to what if the the young lady that serves in your nursery twice a month 
had that mentality? What if she came in and said, man, I tell you what, I'm going to make this day the absolute best day ever for this baby. I'm going to make this experience the absolute best experience ever for every family that comes and drops off their baby with me today. What if you're, what if that person in your nursery can have that kind of, of focus? If everybody on our teams had that focus, our ministry would be through the roof, okay? Think about that, because there's something that happens when we all come together and say, listen, I'm called to this, so I'm going to make this the best this there's ever been, okay? Whatever that this is, I'm going to make it the best that there's ever been. And we can all, if we all carried that kind of focus, that it is only better for the rest of the ministry. It's better for the rest of of the church. And so for me, that's kind of kind of where I came to this and where I have um, have landed. And really it's advice that I got from a mentor of mine just, I mean, gosh, a little over a year or so ago when I, I called him and I said, man, you know, I'm just trying to, I want to do the best and I want to make sure that I do the, the um, that I do the best job here. What, do, how do I need to approach this? And he told me, he said, Randy, make the best kids ministry ever create a kids ministry that everybody else wants to come see and see what you're doing. And if you can get to that point, it's going to benefit everybody and it's going to make it better for, for everybody. So that's, uh, that's kind of where I landed and where I've, uh, where I've come to over the last couple of months. And uh, finally, I'll just kind of leave it with this and then hand it back over to you, Matt. Um, as you're building your ministry, whatever that looks like, and as you're building your area of, of focus, um, build your ministry around the vision of the church, not around your vision. It's very important. Um, it's really easy for us to get in. And when we're leading these areas, it's really, really easy for us to create a ministry that looks like us. But that's not what God has called us to do. So, uh, so much of what we do comes from a place of submission and submitting to the vision of the house. And what does that look like? Um, and and if and if that's something that is clearly defined within your church, then take that and and interweave that into the vision of your ministry. So for us at Mountain West, we have uh, our big uh, statement, vision statement is that as long as there is one more person who needs the love of Jesus, our mission is not complete. And, and our mission simply is that we're inviting the lost to join us as we follow Jesus. And so that's it. And so that one more, if you come to our church, you see it everywhere. One more. Um, we just we actually just put it in our kids' space with a remodel. One more. Um, now our kids uh, phrasing is doesn't actually say one more, but it supports that one more. It's just growing leaders, equipping families, reaching kids. That's what we do. We grow leaders, we equip families, we reach kids. But we do all that so in pursuit of the one more. And so um, anyway, I just want to land kind of land there with that is as you're building your area of ministry, whatever it is that you are called to do, do it with the vision and do it around the vision of the house. And ultimately, when you make your area of ministry the most effective, when you learn how to stay in your lane and you sell out to it and you make it most effective, then it will have a positive impact on the rest of the church and the organization. There you go. Randy, that is absolutely fantastic. There are so many things in, in in what you've just said here 
Um, I, my, my hope is that people would go through and listen to this several times uh, and take good notes. I thought that what you said at the beginning uh, about being a disciple, I focus on uh, focus on becoming a better disciple before becoming a leader. I think so many times I, we want to put the cart before the horse there. And, you know, especially, especially in the ministry world, the professional ministry world, we are all engaged collectively in the Great Commission, which Christ has called us to go out and to make disciples of all people everywhere. That is our unified purpose uh, as the church and the body of Christ. And if we are not becoming disciples ourselves, how can we hope to have the overflow to create the positive guest experiences where, wherein the love of God will come out of ourselves and exude onto others in such a way that it has a, a, a life-changing uh, uh, impact on them uh, that they say, oh my goodness, I, I need what you have. Or, you know what, I don't have as much of that. I want to know Christ more. Uh, that's, I, that is so key. Um, it's something that where, where we're at as well, part of my responsibilities um, at, at my church's life groups and you know, as we are, we're we're kind of revamping things there as well in this fall, like our our life group lead, leader training is specifically focused on becoming uh, better disciples, uh, going deeper in our relationship with Christ as well, because that is the fount from which all things flow. Um, I'll move on to the ne- to, to the next thing here that that caught well, it, it, And let me, me kind of echo that. It is yep. so true what you just said, and you know that's the topic. And this is I'm not this is something fairly fresh with me, um, but yep. it's definitely conversations that, you know, that I have a lot, especially with my wife and, uh, and, and some sure. other close friends of mine, as we talk through, you know, somewhere along the way in the church world, um, we lost our focus. And, and again, I'm not, this isn't intended to be a negative thought as much as just reality is, uh, yeah. you know, you go out there and go find, go find me a book, go find me a podcast. That's, uh, that's all about leadership. And dude, you can't, you can't get enough of them. They're everywhere. Yeah right? Um, go find me a book or a podcast that's about discipleship and you're going to have a hard time finding it. It's a, yeah. So the truth is that we as the church lost our focus somewhere along the way. And the Great Commission, you just said it, the Great Commission, Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. He didn't say go into all the world and make leaders. And, yeah. uh, and I think leadership is important and leadership is key. But somewhere along the way, we allowed becoming a better leader to be more important than becoming a better disciple. And, and it just can't. And so um, it's true, man. It's just, I think we all, it's a, it's a wake up call for us as the church to, uh, to say, listen, we're going to, we, we got to be a better disciple because being a, let's be honest, man, it, you can be a great leader. You can be a great leader in church and have a very shallow faith uh, and a oh, very shallow relationship absolutely. with Jesus. Because it doesn't take Jesus to be a leader. You don't need Jesus to be a leader. Anybody can be a leader. Fortune five five hundred companies and you know millions are made you know on the the leadership prowess of people that do not know Christ on the daily. Yep, yep. It's important, man. 
It is, you know, and since you went there on the discipleship uh, resource thing, we have been utilizing a uh, uh, an, an old, uh, it's definitely not antiquated. You might call it antiquated because it's been around for, for so long. Uh, a, a, a pastor by the name of Richard Foster wrote a book years ago called The Celebration of Discipline. Um, I discovered it th- this spring, and it is the best source for 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 tactically uh, be becoming a better disciple of Christ yourself. That's what our life group leaders we're we're going we're going through. Uh, Celebration of di- discipline by by Richard Foster. Um, it's good. It's amazing. R- read it in conjunction with your Bible, of course. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Gosh, we we've got to, we we have to be in pursuit of Christ. Yeah, we 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 do. It is, it is the difference. He is the difference. Um, then I, I love the I love the scripture reference that that you used. Um, you know, First Corinthians twelve fifteen through through sixteen. Or I'm sorry, fifteen through through twenty six. Um, you you ref, referenced how it's easy to be the backseat driver, the Monday morning quor, quarterback. Um, so so easy to make the, those decisions. But then um, when we focus, I, I love this. When we focus on what God has called us to do, it has a positive impact on the rest of our church, and that's the butterfly effect of putting the yeah. first things first and becoming a disciple of Christ. Put, putting him first, it affects your your leadership. Like if your relationship with Christ is better, like I would be willing to take it to the bank that you're going to be more more excited about the quote the 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 menial task uh, that that you've been assigned uh, assigned to, uh, and you'll be able to approach that uh, with more tenacity, uh, with 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 more vigor. Uh, with a uh, with with a God purpose, mm-hmm. uh, you know, di- di- digging digging a ditch just because you've been told to dig a ditch is boring, tedious, and time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. But if uh, if you are digging a ditch because somehow there's a flood coming to your house, and if you don't dig that that ditch. Uh, your home is going to be destroyed in one way, shape, form, or fashion, but you're going to put a whole lot of effort into that. Um, and then uh, build ministry around the vision of, of your church. Uh, an, another key for, um, you know, uh, honoring and acknowledging the the purpose that God has called uh, the body where where you are serving, where um, where where you are wor- worshiping, the unique and individual call um, of that particular church uh, has to be fulfilled, because they're in the 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 vision and the calling of of individual congregations and churches. Um, in my opinion, like it. You know, you have to take the man equation out of there. Like it's not, it's not the vision of your pastor that you're following. It's the call of God 
on the people collectively uh, that that the Lord is ministering through the pastor because he or she has has been assigned their part in the body. What is your part that that you need to be doing? Uh, So good, man. So good. So uh, anything else? Man, uh, check out optimizedcoaching.org, the website we've set up for this, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, if uh, as people are listening to this and hopefully watching the video, uh, catch on these Thursday nights. So we're doing, uh, you know, we got to schedule out, check that out, be a part of it. And, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. As of this recording, we've got two more fall thir- Thursday night sessions. In the fall, we take it a a deeper look at the more tactical uh, aspects of children's and family ministry uh, and uh, just uh, self-care as well. Like Mm -hmm. next week or next time, Fallon Hall is going to be talking about uh, resting and taking care of yourself in ministry in the spring. Awesome. I know, right? Uh, In in the spring, we do a, a... Kids Ministry 101 type of deal that's uh, that's one, once a month, and that's really the building blocks of uh, cre- of creating a, a healthy children's ministry, children's and fa- family ministry um, that 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 is scalable and and set, sets you up to grow in whatever season your church is. That's good, man. That's good. Optimizecoaching.org. Yes, Matt, thank you for uh, for leading all of this and everything you've done up until this point, building it. I know your role at church has changed and has, uh, you know, caused, uh, you know, you're having to kind of refocus some things and move stuff around. But thank you for all your hard work and everything you've put into this. Well, I appreciate it, man. We're 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 all in the same boat, paddling up the same river. We're we're all doing it together, you know. Well, all right, Randy. Thanks so much for your time, man. Enjoy the rest of your fall break yes. with, with your bride. Yes. And uh house and it's about all we're doing. <laughs> so yeah, much has got to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Adulting <laughs> looks like r- raking leaves and taking naps because you're sleep deprived. That's right. <laughs> good deal. Awesome, right. brother. Well, thank you so much. Had a good yeah, time. Man. Yep, I'm going to close this in prayer quick, and then we'll shut her down. Dear Heavenly Father God, Lord, I thank you for Randy. I thank you for for his heart. Father, our prayer is that uh, this this coaching would help somebody, would be an encouragement for somebody. Lord, just uh, anoint it with with your spirit, Father. And I just pray that that coming out of this, if we didn't get anything else, Father, I pray that we would seek after you with reckless abandon. Lord, draw us close to you so that you might draw close to us, God. Make our hearts your hearts. Make make our desires your desire. Holy Spirit, just come and fill us afresh and anew so that we we can uh, be be witnesses uh, powerfully in the communities in the world around us uh, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, just empower us for effective ministry and help us to be, uh, help us to serve as the part of the body to which you have called us to serve. We ask these things in the name of Jesus, the strong son of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Optimize podcast today. 
Don't forget that you can connect with our optimized coaches live during our spring and fall coaching sessions. We offer these free of charge, so please visit us at optimizecoaching.org to register. That's optimizecoaching.org. May the Lord bless and keep you.